Welcome to The Witness, True Stories of Children and Gender Identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. In this week's podcast, we share stories from KelseyCoalition.com with music by Kevin McLeod. We invite you to listen and bear witness. Michigan Clinic offers testosterone to 13-year-old girl at first visit. As an academically advanced student, my daughter never quite fit in with her peers. Social isolation, dealing with substantial losses in her short life, and entering puberty before she was emotionally ready were overwhelming. Searching the internet, reading Tumblr, watching YouTube, and discovering porn led her to find the meaning of her discomfort. She was transgender. With more internet time, her dysphoria worsened. Thinking this was a gender issue, we found a gender therapist to help her sort out her pain. Instead of exploring the root of her problems, this therapist just affirmed her identity as transgender. Within a couple of months, she guided her to come out at school, where she was applauded and told she was brave. She was only 12 years old. I only found out after the fact. I went to the school counselor and asked why they would let this happen. Why weren't her parents contacted to see what issues she may be going through? The school counselor relayed to me, we're following the guidance passed in Michigan in 2016 that parents are not to be notified if a child self-identifies as transgender. Later, I asked my child how her self-declaration at school was going. She replied, it's fine, no one cares. I find it deeply disturbing that no one cared enough to consult with me, her mother, about what my child was going through. We also went to a gender clinic, which affirmed and offered to prescribe my 13-year-old testosterone on that same day. In a private consult with this MD, who was not an endocrinologist, I was told, our clinic is having a harder time distinguishing between real and socially influenced trans kids. I asked, with no long-term studies, you are giving young females an adult male hormone. How do you sleep with yourself at night? Her reply, it makes them so happy. Why I no longer trust my child's doctor. At age 13, my autistic daughter announced she was transgender. As her mother, who knew her better and loved her more than anyone, I knew this simply was not true, yet no one would believe me. 
I learned that I could not trust her school because I didn't agree to call her by her new name and pronouns. I was labeled unsupportive. My opinions were ignored. When we learned our child had purchased trans paraphernalia at school and brought it to the administration's attention, they shrugged. My daughter joined the Gay-Straight Alliance. Students, largely those who are struggling socially, are shepherded in and told the reason they feel different is because they're actually transgender. And they taught my daughter that anyone who doesn't bow to her preferences is a homophobe, transphobe, bigot, and hater. The teachers and administration that I once trusted taught my daughter that her parents, who love her more than anyone, are now her enemy. I had no choice but to withdraw her to keep her safe from these lies. I learned that I could not trust our neighbors and even our friends. We've been cut off by friends who insist on using our child's trans name and preferred pronouns, which we do not use, even though those pronouns have changed multiple times over the past year. I've even been told that my child would probably commit suicide because of me. I learned that I could not trust therapists. In my state, there is now a bill that would make it illegal to help my daughter accept her body. It would make it illegal for a therapist even to question my daughter's belief that she is really a transgender boy. I learned that I could not trust the doctors. When I went to our pediatrician for help, I received a list of gender clinics. When I reminded him that my child is autistic and that studies show a correlation between transgender identities and autism, he said he knew of no such information. During the annual physical, the doctor and my child spoke privately about gender identity. I eavesdropped outside the door, where I overheard the doctor ask her if she felt unsafe at home. She responded no. Had my child indicated we were unsupportive, we may have found ourselves in the same situation as parents in Ohio who lost custody of their son because they would not provide him cross-sex hormones. I am now afraid to take my daughter to see any medical professional. Withdrawing her from school, keeping her away from doctors and therapists, and cutting off all internet access is all I can do to keep her safe. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story too. Go to partnersforethicalcare.com and click the share your story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission. To raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening. 
and bearing witness. Thank you.